Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Fast. That's the kind of car you want to drive when you're 16. Fast. That's the kind of boys that you want on your home team fast. Yeah, you think you're gonna catch your big dreams just like that fast. And here you are, looking back. 60 seconds now feels more like 30. TikTok won't stop and round it goes. Sand through the glass, your balls in a hurry and all you keep trying to
champ Joey Logano is in. Last year's race winner Chase Elliott is in. Pit crews racing against the clock in. Drivers in the lead, drivers on the bubble, and drivers that come out of nowhere definitely in. Oh, and sports fans who live for the playoffs, they're all in. The Hollywood Casino 400 playoff elimination race at Kansas Speedway, Sunday, October 20th. Tickets at kansasspeedway.com. You in? This is NASCAR driver Brad Keselowski, and you're listening to the Pit Stop Radio. Nation. Uh, I'm Tim Despain, alongside SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson. He's right outside of Richmond Raceway up there in Commonwealth of Virginia. Stephen, how you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. I hope yourself. Doing good. Trying to catch up on some sleep and uh, all that walking I did at the, here, at, uh, here at the 50th anniversary of Tallahassee Super Speedway. Steve, it's hard to believe it's been 50 years, hasn't it, brother? I mean, the track has done all this Always upgrades a new Tyler Duggan garage experience, and we had one hell of a race. Uh, you know, we had to had to wait 26 hours later from Sunday to uh, to see it. But I think the I think the fans that that did come back, they got their money their their money's worth, brother. Yeah, I can say that that first stage that we had going on before the rain delay. Um, that was some really, really good racing. The racing was intense. Um, still a lot of passing going on. Um, a lot of different strategies that were being worked out in a combination of both uh, pack racing and uh, some tandem racing going on at the same time. Uh, manufacturers working with one another. Manufacturers working with other manufacturers. Teams working with teams, and teams working with other teams. Um, you know, we don't have the plates on the cars anymore. I've gone to that, um, to, to uh, what they call that thing that they put on the, in the cars now. I can't remember what they call it, but... Tapered. Tapered spacer. Tapered spacer. There you go. You know, with the tapered spacer that they're running on these cars, um, you know, these, these cars are performing... Um, they're able to perform under various different um, situations, and we saw that. And we saw really, really intense racing going on, um, you know, throughout the entire race. And I think, uh, you know, we could we could have, uh, you know, we could have had bigger wrecks than we did. Um, we've seen them in the past with 2025 cars wrapped up in some of these. Um, incidents, but um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it was uh, it was an interesting race. It was a very competitive race. Um, just like when we left Dover, there were some drivers that got knocked out at Dover. That uh, 
you know, are in must-win situations and have some drivers knocked out in Talladega. We're still going to go to Kansas this weekend, and they're going to be in in must-win situations again. Um, You know, Blaney was one of those drivers that left over. He was in a must-win situation, and he won this week, so he put himself in and uh, knocked Alex Bowman out. So I think, uh, you know, we've got an interesting week coming up. And, uh, you know, these drivers, they gave it their all. Um, and, uh, you know, the racing, from from my vantage point and what I saw, uh, I saw good racing. I saw competitive racing. And um, I hope we continue to see that into the future. That's right. I, I do too, brother. That was a great assumption there. But, Stephen, I want to let, let everybody know the number to call is 215-383-3681. Again, I'm Tim the Spain, alongside SpeedwayDigest.com. Mr. Stephen Wilson coming up here shortly. We've got uh, the Sugarlands 250 winner there at Tyler Super Speedway. Our good friend Spencer Boy is going to join us. And, Stephen, let me go. I think we got time to play his media center audio before he comes on. He'll be coming on here shortly. But let's listen to what winner of the Sugarlands 250 there, uh, driver at uh, – Young's Motorsports, Mr. Spence Moore had to say after he won his first truck race and not uh, a, not, not a better place to win it but at uh, Talladega. Let's listen to what Spence had to say in the media center, bro. Okay, we'll go ahead and get started with our post-race availability. Uh, we have today's winner, Spencer Boyd, driver of the number 20 Alabama Roofing Professional Chevrolet for Young's <coughs> Motorsports, and uh, the truck owner, uh, Tyler Young. This is Spencer Boyd's first victory in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series. Let's just go ahead and, uh, Spencer, tell us about your win. How does this mean to you? Yeah, you know, uh, the first one you always dream of since a little kid. Um, it's pretty crazy. I've been a race fan for a long time and been racing since I was five, so 24 now. Uh, to go get that win with Young's Motorsports, uh, I've been driving the 20 most of the year, and, and this deal came together pretty late to uh, drive this Alabama Roofing Professional Chevy this weekend. and. It was a total team effort. We worked really hard. Uh, the truck drafted really well. And uh, just driving for a family-owned team, Tyler Young, uh, his parents, Becky and Randy, uh, worked so hard, and it's just a pleasure to be here at Talladega. Tyler, just he opened the floor. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he did a great job. Uh, you know how this place is. Uh, we love coming here because uh, you never know what's going to happen. And opportunities like that always come, you know, at speedway races. So uh, Chevrolet had a good plan, and we stuck to the plan all day. And uh, I'm just glad to get him a win here. All right, we'll go ahead and open it up to uh, media questions. Please state your name and your affiliation. We'll go to Holly right here. And then we'll go in the back. Holly Kane, the NASCAR Wire Service. Congratulations. I was standing on pit road and watched you pass Johnny to go down and be able to do your burnout and everything. What were your emotions like, and, and how were you told you were the race winner? Yeah, so one of my crew guys ran up and was like, uh, man, great job, uh, you just won the race. And I'm like, what? We won? I couldn't believe it. I knew it was under review. Um, it's one of them things, you, you take a, a W as you can get them. Uh, first victory is pretty sweet coming at Talladega, and I was just in shock. You know, I was excited for our small team finishing second. Uh, we bested our finish of uh, fourth at Daytona, same truck, bring it here. Uh, we were second, and we end up winning the race. So uh, really special. I know it means a lot to the team. And uh, you know how super speedway racing is. So it's a total team effort, building a great truck, Freddie up on uh, the spotter stand doing a great job telling me where to go, and uh, me just getting to hold the wheel of a pretty bad-to-the-bone Chevy Silverado this weekend. Get back here. Jacob Thielman, Speed Sport, uh, one for each of you. I'll start with Spencer. Uh, 
because what ended up being your move for the win was you three wide coming to the line with, I think, the four and the 51 it was. Uh, it, that started ahead of you. What did you see? What was your perspective going through the trial on that last lap? Yeah, they were disrupting the air a lot, and, and I got this huge run, and I was like, man, do I push the 51? And I kind of got up to them, and then I felt a surge, and I was like, forget it. You know, I'm just going to pull out and, and try and pass. And uh, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I just pushed him to the wind. So um, it worked out in our favor, and uh, I've known you a long time. So the fact that uh, we're sitting here talking to Victory Lane is pretty special. Tyler, uh, for you, you got to go all the way back to Pro Cup in 2012, the last time equipment owned by your family went to Victory Lane. That was at Hickory. For as much you know, blood, sweat, guts, tears that your family's put into this deal seven years later, is a win like this worth the wait? <laughs> Man, I told my dad on the phone in Victory Lane, I told him thank you for not giving up on us. Uh, Spencer did an awesome job. He's been with us all year. We've become best friends throughout the year, and I think that helps. So, uh, you, you know, you wonder if it's ever going to come. So uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of employees, a lot of people that's put their heart and soul in this company and uh, didn't give up on me or my team or my dream. Uh, it made it all worthwhile. And you didn't show up to Victory Lane. I told you to be there. <laughs> okay, we'll come up to Alan. Uh, Alan, Alan Kavana, Fox Sports. I mean, fourth and a win on super speedways. That's not an accident. Stop I mean, going up. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but that's not an accident. Where do you think that skill came from to be in so good at these tracks? Yeah, uh, I, you know, it's a team effort, uh, like we said, but surrounding yourself with good people. I've been lucky that great people have taken a chance to work with me. You know, Freddie Kraft up in the stand. I mean, he's a cup guy. So uh, the opportunity to have him in my ear and then Tyler, he gives me great equipment and all the guys at the shop give me great equipment and they say, hey, be smart throughout most of the race. Uh, that's We've kept that strategy at Daytona and Talladega and it's paid off for us. Uh, get aggressive the last couple laps and uh, we know this racing, you know, is a lot about luck at these speedways and uh, I've been lucky this year so I'll take it uh there's a lot of uh, ups and downs in this racing world so uh we'll ride the wave of this for sure and just Talladega I mean it's I can't wait to celebrate here in a little bit <laughs> all right let's go to the one in the back uh yeah Spencer Al Muskie with East Alabama Sports today kind of two-piecer um I know it was a lot of stuff was happening real fast at the end as you were making that move, did you know what was going on to the left of you between those two guys going through the line? And secondly, have you ever been part of such a bizarre finish in a race before? Oh, man. Um, so first question, uh, I could see them getting real racy and, and getting on each other's quarters and uh, dragging each other back, which was packing a big hole for me to be able to move up and, and take the run. So I knew what they were doing. Um, I just wanted to stay in their wake and and get a good draft and pull up next to him and, and just steal it from him more or less. Uh, so I knew what was going on, but those last few laps, just staying in the top ten. You know, Freddie and I were talking after that red flag. We're like, we just need to stay in the top ten, stay in contention here. Um, we were getting such good runs with Chevrolet through the middle and then moving up to the top and just kind of dumping a couple people out, and uh, that was great. Now, bizarre finish. Um, I've been a part of a few, uh, not – quite like this, but uh, I've had some controversial wins, so uh, this one, not so controversial on my side, so I'll take it. Any more questions? Back to Jacob. Follow-up for Spencer now that I've had a chance to look at my notes here. Correct me if I'm wrong before I ask the question, but I believe that this is your first win in anything since 2012 at the shootout, correct? 
Uh, I won a lot of late model races, so uh, hopefully Kyle Busch is listening. But um, So uh, I won a lot of late model races, but I won some uh, shootout races at Charlotte Motor Speedway back there with you. So I've been lucky to win some races, but this is my first one at uh, you know one of the top three NASCAR levels. So uh, the Young's family, like you said, you know uh, there's a lot of drivers out there. So for them to give me an opportunity to be in good competitive stuff uh, this year, uh, we've had our ups and downs, but they've never stopped believing in me. And T.Y. and I are real tight, so uh, this, this has been a, a lot of fun, really. So the same question I asked Tyler, for you, knowing all the you know guts that you've put into getting to this point, was the weight and having to gut it out and go through situations that were tough, is this worth it? Yeah, well, if I didn't win today, I wasn't going to quit tomorrow. So I'd say uh, the fight's still there. And um, like I said, there's so many ups and downs. So I'd say it's uh, better than expected. Uh, winning at a place like this is huge. And just to win, getting that in the column means a lot at this level. And uh, it's NASCAR. I mean, uh, we all dream about this as a little kid, whether you want to be in media, driving, working on them. Um, I've kind of been all the way around here in the garage uh, working on them and, and doing stuff. So uh, I've had a lot of fun, and this means the world to me. It means a lot to my family, so the fact they're here is pretty special as well. I, uh, I can't use a better word than special, I guess. All good. Jim, go ahead. Jim Hunter, Motorsport.com. For Tyler, uh, you and you guys, were you sort of aware of what took place at the end of the race with Johnny and uh, Riley Herbst, and did you have some idea <coughs> – that there could be some NASCAR involvement uh, when when it over, or did it, or were you not like aware of how the race finished? No, Freddie come right on the radio and said uh, the the results are under review. So we kind of knew right then that you know. Then we went back and looked at the replay and everything. So we knew pretty much right away. Uh, we were tickled to death to run second, and so we were we were getting off the pit box and stuff. And then I come on the radio, and then he come on the radio and said that it was official that the 20 to victory lane, so uh, it was so, a special moment. So uh, when he told you it was under review, were you what, were you surprised they, that they made the call? Cause it means a judgment call. You never know. It can go either way. Uh, yeah, they've done a really good job here lately uh, cracking down on that. We've seen everybody knows if you push or go below the yellow line, I mean, they've made a pretty bold statement here, you know, for the last couple of years. So uh, I didn't see – that it was, I, I knew it was going to be under review as soon as it was happened. So uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Any more questions? All right, gentlemen, enjoy celebrating your win. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank y'all. Steve, that was Spencer Boyd in the media center here at Talladega Super Speedway after he won his first NASCAR Gander Outdoor Stroke Series race. And just to talk a little bit about, uh, I think we got him coming on here within less than two minutes now. But Stephen, real, real quick, uh, Talladega Super Speedway has been known for these first-time winners. You know, we had David Gillian back in the, I mean, not David Gillian, Dave, David Reagan. We had him. You know, you got the interview with him. We've had Ron Bouchard years ago. We've had Bobby Hillen Jr. What is it about Talladega Super Speedway that that produces these first-time winners, Stephen, in your opinion? Um, well, I mean, it's just kind of the great equalizer. It doesn't matter where you are as far as your team funding is concerned, uh, your engineering is concerned, uh, the amount of people that you have working for you in the race shop. Um it, it it really is just the, the great equalizer in the fact that you can 
go to Talladega and be running 30th one lap and a lap or two later be in the lead. And it's just the way that this has played out over so many years that um, you continue to see this um, at places like Talladega. You see it at Daytona a lot of times too. It just has you have just you just have this opportunity to go out there and, and play in the same level that teams that spend millions of dollars a year on engineering and staff. You're exactly right, Stephen. I mean, there's 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 something about Talladega, and I I don't want to leave out Daytona also. Daytona has that uh, has that knack for uh, equalizing, like you said. It's like an equalizer track. And here at Talladega, like you mentioned, we had a lot of guys uh, Sunday and then in coming into Monday after we had them two or three red flags there, we had a we had a lot of guys that were running up front. I mean, you know, mentioned Michael McDowell there for Front Row Motorsports. He had a I think he had a top five if I'm if I'm not if I'm not wrong. So I mean it's something about this place. I really don't know what it is, but the underdog, you had uh my buddy Daniel Hammer, he was running up there until he got involved in that little bit of incident there. And I don't – I hate to keep harping on Stephen, but Tyler Sears Bayway is – it's where the underdog, like you said, can come up. We have our lower-tier teams. I mean, you know, you take Spencer Board there, which I think he's supposed to come on here now. He won the truck race there Saturday. The Young's Motorsports, they're not really an under-tier team. Well, they are. I, you know, I don't want to throw them out for them under the bus, but Spencer Board and, and that bunch there, Spencer run the Nashburg Finney Series last year full-time, and then he moved over to the uh, to the trucks with uh, Young's Motorsports, and he got his first win here at Talladega at my home track, which is pretty cool. So I want to go ahead and bring on at this time, I want to bring on the winner of the Sugarlands 250 here at Talladega Super Speedway, a good friend Spencer Board in the pit stop with Tim Spain and Stephen Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Driver of the number 20 there, Steven Silverado for Young Motorsport, Mr. Spencer Boyd. Spencer, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing great, man. I actually just rolled up at the shop. That's awesome. And uh, you know, you've been really good friends with Stephen and I. You've uh you run for Bobby Dodder in the NASCAR experience series and you moved over to Young Motorsports and then uh has it had time to sink in since you took the checkered flag here at my home track, Talladega Super Speedway, and ended up in Victory. You were the first winner to drive through that new Dega transformation feature lane, Spencer. Has it had time to sink in yet? You're a winner in the top-tier series. Uh, it's unreal, man. It's uh, it's tough to say it's sunk in. Um, you know, the highest of highs there and then struggling in the cup car. But uh, the truck was amazing. Uh, that new big bill facility 
uh, pulling in victory lane. I still barely have a voice. I was screaming and hollering. I was so happy uh, for Young's Motorsports and just happy to be piloting uh, that number 20 truck. And Spencer, talk a little a little bit about how you moved up through the uh, field there Saturday in the Sugarlands 250. Uh, you inched your way up. You stayed out of trouble. And then all of a sudden, you come to the line, and you said, and your, we just played your media center audio, you said you were content to run P2. And all of a sudden, the 51 and the 13, they got the 13 for pushing him down below the WL line. What were your thoughts? What were your thoughts, and when did you realize that you had actually won the Sugarlands 250 here at Tidal Super Speedway? Yeah, I tell you, you know, we're we're a small team, and uh, we know we have good speedway stuff, and we finished fourth in that truck at Daytona. I knew it would draft well, and we'd have a good shot. We just needed to be in the top ten there at the end. And as that last lap unfolded, you know, white flag, I think I was P8. We were moving. The outside lane kind of got choked up, and, Next thing you know, I was P3 on the inside behind Riley and then Johnny out front. Um, I thought, okay, you know, at some point here, I'm probably going to get a run. If it's clear, uh, I'll push the 51 around the 13, and hopefully he wins and I get second, and I'm happy. Um, You know, you just got to be grateful for those opportunities to be up front and take what you can get. Uh, When I saw the 51 get into the back of the 13 and kind of follow each other down below the line, I'm like, ah, man, I'm not going down there. Uh, And I had a good run. My spotter said the 24 was coming to the outside, uh, you know, with a run. So I moved to the top all the way to the fence, kind of took that run away from him. The 13 ran me up the hill, and uh, I was happy. I'm screaming over the (laughs) the radio. We just finished P2, man. I can't believe it. Uh, I was really excited for Alabama Roofing Professionals, 1A Auto, everyone jumping on board to help me do this racing uh, every week. And second place is a great deal. And they said it was under review. I thought, all right, I guess I'm going to end up third or something. Who knows? You know, it's still a good day. Uh, Jump out of the truck. I'm high-fiving my boys. They're like, you just won the race. I'm like, I got to do a burnout. Like, get me out there. I want to do a burnout. And uh, NASCAR was cool enough to let me uh, waste some time. (laughs) I know uh, TV time is precious, so they let me go do a couple of burnouts and, and get to victory lane. And Spencer, I'm probably fixing still one of Stephen's com. their question. You were scheduled to go out, like you mentioned in the cup car. You were scheduled to go out first after the truck series race. You won the truck series race. and NASCAR gave you the opportunity. They took the time to let you enjoy your first win. Did you realize that after you won the truck race, did, did you actually realize that you had to go out in the cup car shortly after that? Uh, well, if you asked me that before the race, I knew uh, as soon as the race was over, I was going to have to run down and jump in. Uh, when I was in Victory Lane, I forgot everything about Cup qualifying. I wasn't thinking about it. Uh, I was thinking about holding that trophy or figuring out how to lift that big old thing up. But um, luckily, NASCAR said, uh, well, at first, everyone said, you got to hurry up, you got to hurry up. And I ran out there. And then when I got out there, winded and everything, tired, uh, they're like, hey, you know, take eight, 10, 15 minutes, whatever you need, and then you can qualify. Um, I jumped in. I just kind of took some deep breaths, really soaked it in. I was looking at uh, my tire marks out there where I did the burnout, and I'm like, this is unreal. And, and now I get to go run a cup car around here for qualifying. Um, I still went out first. Uh, hopefully NASCAR liked that. I didn't hold them up too much. 
And then they let me go back to Victor Lane, and every camera photographer, every fan that was there, uh, it probably took 15 minutes for me to get out there, qualify, and get back. And they were all still there waiting for me. And uh, that says a lot to the sport and those folks. Uh, they really let me to continue to enjoy the moment. Pretty awesome, brother. And, again, I want to tell you congratulations from myself and Suzanne. And at this time, I'm going to throw you over to Speedway Digest dot com but Stephen was because I know your time's limited. Again, congratulations, Pitcher. Everybody here at Pit Stop Radio is proud of you, brother. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, buddy. Spencer, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here tonight. Congratulations on your first win in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series. Um when you look back on this and obviously first wins are very important to drivers that go out there. But when you look back on this, what is your what is the defining moment that you're just gonna what, what is something that you're gonna remember for the rest of your life? Aside from the fact that I mean you you won the event, but what's one part of it that you take with you and you remember for the rest of your life? Yeah, well, I think it's uh you know when you jump out in Victory Lane and you see all those crew members. Uh, all those guys working on the truck late at night, coming in here every morning uh, to go run 15th, right? Uh, these guys are working hard to get me on the racetrack every week. Uh, so when you get that opportunity to win a race, it was our first win as a team at Young's Motorsports. They've been in it for seven years. Uh, I was lucky to be the pilot. But I'm going to remember those smiles and the beer and the Gatorade going everywhere and my mom and dad looking at me. And my dad, I thought he was stuck in the air just, like, ready to come give me a hug. It was crazy. He was on cloud nine. Uh, my mom and dad have sacrificed so much uh, for me to be here. Um, it was just exciting. Uh, we all couldn't wait to just high-five each other and really embrace the moment. Sometimes the first win, they, they say the first win is sometimes the hardest, but then they go back out there and win again um, is even harder competition in, in all three NASCAR national series just continues to evolve and get better and the, the competition gets closer and it gets harder to win events. It even gets harder to, to finish in the top five or top ten. Um, Goal-wise, what do you look to next? Where, how you, you've, won, you've won here at Talladega, but what do you do next to improve upon uh, your win? at Talladega going forward. Yeah, you know, this really solidifies the team, uh, gives everyone motivation to work harder and continue to grow together, uh, gives partners a reason to keep coming back and, and signing up for more races and helping me live out my dream. Um, you know, what's next, right? You, you want to say we want to go win the next race. Um, we know that's going to be just as hard, if not harder, than the first. Um, but we're going to go out there and give it our all every single time we're on the racetrack, whether I'm in the 20 truck, uh, whether someone else is driving or I'm driving somewhere else. You know, we all love this sport. We all want to win races. Um, so everyone on that team, everyone on that 20 team at Talladega can say they were a winner and can forever they can say they're a winner. And uh, that makes me really happy. And I look forward to the next one. Hopefully it doesn't take me 66 races to win another one. But uh, we're going to go to Martinsville. That's my plan. Uh, hopefully I'm out there. And if I am piloting the number 20 at Martinsville, we're going to tackle that place and hopefully uh, win another one. Uh, a clock would be amazing. But uh, just improving throughout the year has been the whole goal. 
and uh, at these short tracks, we stand a good chance. And uh, at the next mile and a half, uh, if I'm running Miami, uh, hopefully we can go run in the top ten all day. And I would say, wow, you know, these last two months, what we've done as an organization, uh, the O2's gotten better, the 12's gotten better, and uh, myself have improved. Um, that'd be huge for us at, at YMS to say. For you, what, what is, what's next for you? Earlier this year, you, you stepped away from the 20 to, to a part-time deal, and you guys kind of agreed that, uh, you know, Young Motorsports was, was going to use this opportunity all around for both you and them to get better, and obviously you, know, you won in Talladega. But what what's next for you? Where where would you like to go next? What what is your next step that you feel you're ready for uh, in NASCAR now? Yeah, well, you know, winning a speedway race is huge. Um, it helps a lot. Uh, I'd love to be in the 20 the rest of the year. Uh, obviously, we're all working hard to make that happen. A lot of things come down to partnerships. A lot of things come down to the mighty dollar in this sport. I've been lucky to have a lot of people help me out. Um, so I think we'll continue to grow. Uh, hopefully I'm in the 20 some more. Tyler and I, uh, Becky and Randy Young, his parents, have a great relationship, and this win really helps uh, all of us, um, you know, as we move forward. Uh, there's been a few drivers in the 20. Uh, we've had a few different crew chiefs. Uh, there's been so many things that we've been able to work on on the 20, um, and we'll continue to do so. And I know that I'll be a part of it, and that makes me happy. Uh, I'm also going to take every opportunity I can't, uh, every opportunity I can to be on the racetrack, whether that's, you know, Xfinity race or, you know, a cup race with the Rick Ware. Uh, obviously, uh, getting those laps, Ross Chastain has proven that model, going out there, getting laps, running races. That's how you continue to get better. Uh, these cup races are twice as long as truck races. That's a lot of opportunity to learn. Uh, I really enjoyed running that race at Richmond in the cup car. I felt like we were pretty successful uh, with what goal we had going into it. Uh, so, what Spencer Boyd does next is kind of up in the air, but I'll tell you, uh, I'm going to do it wide open and do it the best I can and uh, hopefully uh, gain some fans and uh, help grow the sport any way I can. Spencer, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here tonight. Again, Kirk, congratulations on your first win in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series. We're going to let you uh, have the last word on this one. Thank anybody that's helped you get to where you are. Thank your sponsors. And uh, let everybody know where they can follow you out on social media and when your next races are coming up again uh, throughout the remainder of the 2019 uh, campaign. Thanks again. I appreciate you taking the time tonight. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. As always, I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. Thank you for what you do for the sport, helping uh, grow the platform. Uh, I wouldn't be here without uh, so many great partners. Uh, on the 20 this past weekend in Victory Lane, we had Alabama Roofing Professionals as our primary paint scheme. Uh, we had a new sponsor, Freedom Warranty. Check them out online. Go grab a quote. Uh, 1A Auto has been a part of me all year long, helping me get to the racetrack. Console Vault, DLX Mattress. Uh, there's so many people. MGP Caliper Covers, Sims Firearms, uh, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky. So many folks helped me get to the racetrack. A uh, longtime partner of mine has been Wilkerson Automation since I was eight years old. Uh, we know it takes dollars to get to the racetrack. Uh, it takes fans to fill the stands. So really appreciate everyone supporting me in the sport. And if you want to catch me uh, and see what is new or what's coming around the bend, uh, follow me on Twitter at Spencer Boyd, Instagram Spencer Boyd PR, Facebook Spencer Boyd Racing Fan Page. Thanks a lot, Spencer. Appreciate it. Have, uh, congratulations again, and good luck to us for the rest of 2019. <clears throat>
Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Spencer. Appreciate it. Spencer Boyd there, Stephen. Got his first win here at my home track, Talladega Super Speedway, and again, they're outdoor truck series. He he reminds me a lot of uh, Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain's one of them guys, he had forgot where he come from. And Spencer Boyd seems to be the same way. You know, Spencer uh, mentioned that four years ago, Stephen, he was selling cars in uh, – Downtown Charlotte sort of reminds me of the uh, of that. Uh, oh gosh, what's that stinking movie? Uh, the selling days cars. Of and it, days of thanks, days of thank, thank you, brother. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of that movie. I mean, you know, his dad Paul and his mom. I'm good friends with them on uh, social media and and all that. But you posed a question to him: What is next? I think Spencer Boyd's stock. Probably just went up since he since he put that truck in the victory lane here at Talladega. I think he shines a light on a lot of drivers when they can go out and bring that first win home. And you know, again, they as I, as I kind of said earlier, uh, part of my question was the fact of how he stepped away from full time driving duties um, to get young motorsports to perform at a different level and that was all of them working together to put the best possible um, deals together and the best trucks and you know all the things that it takes to go out there and and win races and compete in these races and you know it's uh it's helped him out and you know a win is a win no matter how you get it and I, I think you know he, he put on a good show all day long whether he was going to finish first, second, or third, he was going to have a really good finish out of the day. And it does give him an opportunity to show that, you know, he has the driving ability to go out there and run these races and bring home clean equipment. That's right, brother. And let's, you know, we were talking about the double yellow line deal there when uh, the 13 truck got disqualified for pushing the 51 down. And I have the media center audio there with Scott Miller. So let's see if we let's see if we can cross our uh, cross our T's and dot our eyes. Let's see exactly because this was a NASCAR adjustment call. Let's see what Scott Miller had to say in the media center there at Talladega Super Speedway after the NASCAR Gunner Outdoors Truck Series, which gives Spencer Boyd the win. Uh, talk a little bit about the completion of the Gander Outdoors Truck Race. Well, I mean, obviously you guys um, all saw what happened, and it's it's made very clear in the rule book, in the driver's meeting video, and all of the dialogue that we have uh, with the drivers about what you can and can't do when it comes to the yellow line, and um, it was clearly a violation of what we ask of the drivers when it, when it relates to the yellow line, so there was no other call for us to make except for what we did. Well, I mean, we just so we're there's a lot there's obviously a lot of moving parts in the tower. So when when the cars are coming to the line, our first our first order of business is to watch and make sure there's not cars flipping back in the trioval. So we first watch that. And then it was brought to our attention that we might have a, a situation with the 13, 
so then we look at all of the replays from there and make our determination. That's that's just how the process goes. Well, he actually did two things wrong. He had his whole car down below the yellow line, which you can't do, and you can't force another car below the yellow line, and he did both. So he was coast no matter what. It was pretty clear cut. The leader has a little bit of lead, right? Yeah, but you can't. But you can't. We asked them to race above the yellow line, so that's that's where there's there's really not a whole lot of. When you put your whole car, maybe maybe that much we'd give them, but not all four tires underneath the yellow line. What's NASCAR's stance on blocking? Kevin Harvick said he hated it for Johnny Trotter, but he liked it when the blockers got penalized. Well, I mean, really and truly, I mean, it's one of those deals where there's not a lot of. You see some blocking going on during the day, but those calls are so subjective that we don't we can't really get in the middle of every single one of those. But when it comes to the yellow line, it's clear cut, and you know you can't you can't use that to your advantage to hold somebody back. There was obvious disagreement between 24 and 52 about whether they were locked on, how long they were for, how much goes into that review, and how much time before you call. So those are so those are tough calls, and I mean I think there was several instances where where we were all looking at each other, is that too much, is that too much? And finally they just kept doing it. So there was really no other, there was really no other choice for us to, but to make that call. And there's no choice, even though there's no way to get him in position back, correct? Like, like in, when you look at the finishing order. Well, no, the 20 crossed the finishing line first, so he was the winner. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Scott. Yes, sir. That was from Scott Miller there, Stephen, talking about the uh, truck series race here at Tidal Super Speedway. And after they deemed what they did was wrong going below the yellow line, they give the win to Spencer Boyd. And Scott Miller was posed a question there about the, uh, about the locking bumpers, Stephen. And I don't know as uh, far as the rule book, but we had Clint Boyer locking bumpers all day this past Monday. After the race was running late and had and had to be rescheduled, what is? I don't want to put you on the spot, but what is different with the Cup Series locking bumpers as far as the Truck Series locking bumpers? The deal is, is that they feel that in the Truck Series where the bumpers line up um, pretty evenly, um, that it, it, it's an advantage. Um, that they don't they don't want the trucks uh, to have, so it's against the rule book and trucks. So the deal is within the Cup Series is because the three noses that are on each of the manufacturers and the bumper that's on uh, each of the cars um, they don't line up perfectly. So locking bumpers is kind of a detriment that you take on and we've seen that with the Chevrolets uh, mostly because of the way that they have that pointy nose on the front of the Camaro that uh, two or three of them get get together and we saw William Byron go for a ride 
um, for exactly this, uh, where the mumpers just don't line up correctly and they have that pointy nose on it. Um, these Fords and Toyotas have an advantage where they don't have that pointy nose. Yes, I think they have the advantage in that where they may be able to square up uh, you know, the front of their car against the bumper of uh, another manufacturer um, and, and get some of that either tandem racing or um, bump draft racing going on where they're locking bumpers for uh, more than uh, just a you know, a couple bumps here and there. Um, but, you know, that, that, that's, that's where NASCAR is looking at the World Book. The World Book is, you know, different between the Cup Series and the Truck Series. And I don't have the particular rule up in front of me to tell you the ins and outs, but that's kind of a good overview pretty much on, on the, way that they, the way that they see it in the Cup Series and allow it in the Cup Series. Thanks for clarifying that, Stephen. And let's go ahead and take a little quick break, and we'll come back. We'll talk about Ryan Blaney winning here at Toto Super Speedway in the 1000Above.com 500. But I want to give a big shout-out to my good friend Don Witt. Don Witt called in. He's uh, listening. He's on the phone line. He said he didn't really want to ask nothing. But I want to thank Don Witt there for all the support from uh, Pit Stop Radio and SpeedwayDigest.com. Thank you, Don, for listening. And uh, we're going to take a little quick break. We'll come right back. Again, I'm Tim Spain, live from Talladega. He's Stephen Wilson, live from the right outside of Richmond Raceway, speedwaydigest.com. We'll talk to you in just a few. Let's take a little quick break.
Texas Motor Speedway, the track where great battles are waged, where fearless drivers like Bush, Harvick, and Keselowski spar in the ultimate spectacle. It's the track where playoff hopes go up in flames. Witness the drama unfold at the AAA Texas 500, Sunday, November 3rd, with a Sights and Sounds 2-pack. Two tickets and a scanner as low as $99 at TexasMotorSpeedway.com. We're back live from Talladega Super Speedway, just south of this 2.66-mile monster. I'm in the man cave here at the Pit Stop Radio LLC. And Stephen Wilson is right outside of Richmond Raceway there uh, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, SpeedwayDigest.com. Follow him on social and everything. Stephen has a big website there. I want to thank Stephen for uh, actually hosting my website, uh, PitchTopRadio.net. If you get a chance, check that out. Stephen, coming back now, uh, talk about the Cup Series here at Talladega Super Speedway. Ryan Blaney punched his ticket into the next round, and he done it with an awesome style. Uh, the Sunday race there, he spun the car coming to pit road, put it in the grass, and then it comes back to win the race there, Stephen. Uh, what's your thoughts on Ryan Blaney and the number 12 Penske Ford there uh, at Talladega Super Speedway? Uh, well, I mean, he left, he left over already in a hole to begin with and already in a must-win situation, so having to punch his ticket this week, he can go to go into Kansas next week and um, gain some points, put some points up on the board, um, and help him in around eight, um, following the elimination. So, um, for him, it's good for him. Some of the others, like Chase Elliott and um, you know William Byron, and some of the others that are either right at the edge or out, um, you know, looking in. Um, I think it. Uh, I think for them, they they have to go. To, they have to go. They have to go to Kansas, and they have to win. Unfortunately, four of them are not going to be able to win. So, I think uh, you know, for them, um, I think we're going to look at a we're going to look at a winner that's already won, like uh, uh, I said, like Kevin Harvick or uh, Martin Truex Jr. So, definitely um, that raise the stakes a lot when they get to Kansas and um, just be able to, you know, for Blaney uh, to get that monkey off his back and not have to worry about it. I think it just really just helps him going forward. Stephen, uh, while we got time, let's go ahead. I know we got a lot of we we got a lot of breaking news. I know we got Jill Burton going back to these motorsports. We got uh, Ross Chastain going full time next year with. Uh, college racing, but let's go ahead and play if I can, let's play the media center audio there at Tidal Super Speedway this weekend where uh, Ryan Blaney won the uh, 1000Bubs.com 500 here at my home track. It's real quiet in here. Alright, we'll go ahead and continue with our post-race media availabilities. We now have the race winning driver Ryan Blaney, driver of the number 12 Dent Wizard Ford for Team Penske. We'll go ahead and open it up to questions. We'll start here with Jordan in the front. Jordan Bianchi, The Athletic, uh, when Newman passed you out of four, he built up just a little bit of an advantage. Did you think you were going to be able to get back to him, or did you think that was it? Can you kind of walk me through that there? Yeah. Um, yeah, so really the last lap, you know, I saw the 11 and 6 coming on the top, down the back. They were they were st- tandem together. 
And I saw them coming, and I wanted to pull up, but they were coming so much faster than us that if I would have pulled up to try to block them, they just would have split me. Um, you can't block runs like you used to with this package. Um, there's none of that really, really none of that air bubble anymore that we used to talk about. You just run through the guy's bumper. So, um, and the runs are a lot larger, especially when you tandem like they did. So, I figured my best bet was to try to pull the 11 off of them. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of what I did. You know, luckily I was able to get to the 11's quarter panel in three, pull him off the six, and then I, I knew Eric Almarola was going to come push me through to the bottom, and then we both would be clear, and then it's just all about making a move. You know, and hopefully you make the right move at the right time on the front stretch there, and it, that one just happened to work out. But um, I knew if I could separate them and stay on the bottom and come out second, we had a shot at uh, at Newman. So. Okay, let's go back here to Jacob and then over here to the man in the blue hat. Jacob Seelman, Speed Sport. Ryan, uh, two questions. First, uh, after last week having the suspension issue and being pretty buried coming in here, how much of a relief now is it knowing that you're on, there's no stress at Kansas, you're through to the next round? Well, it's huge. You know, I mean, after last week uh, having that trouble with, uh, with the, you know, some parts breaking, um, we really, our mindset was really we had to win one of these two races. I mean, that was, we were so far back in points. I know Talladega is a wild card. Um, you know, there's a lot of wrecks today, and a lot of guys got tore up, but we didn't really get any stage points, and, and we were already pretty far behind the eight ball. So we knew we had to probably win one of these two weeks, and um, yeah, it's just a huge relief. I mean, after having such a bad weekend last week, um, you know, it's nice to get a win and lock you into the next round for sure. Um, but you still go out and try to win Kansas. You know, I mean, it's not not relaxing in Kansas. Um, you still try to go out and win that race, but um, really big weekend for our team after the troubles we had last week. Now, the outlook for the round of eight, you know, it's tracks that you've historically been pretty decent at, but knowing that there's three guys that have a pretty big points buffer compared to where you guys have been at this year, do you feel like you're going to have to win one of those races to make sure you're at Homestead? Uh, yeah, I definitely think so. You know, you kind of see in the last couple of years that there's a you know, a few guys that have a pretty big points lead from having phenomenal regular seasons and with bonus points and things like that. And yeah, I mean, you got to win the race to win the championship in Homestead. So you better get used to try to win in big races. And, um, you know, you know, wins have kind of eluded us this year after I felt like we should have had two or three already. And it was nice to just put one together. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely think it'll take a, a win in the round of eight to get you to the championship for, if you are not, you know, one of those top guys that have had, you know, tons of wins throughout the regular season and a lot of bonus points. Okay, go ahead. Christian Coley, frontstretch.com. Kind of bouncing off of Jacob's question, the next round you've got three good tracks that you've been pretty good at. You know, which of the three uh, do you feel like you could go out and win, if not all three? But where do you feel like you could punch your ticket to Homestead? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, all three have been really good to us the last couple of years. Um we ran great at Martinsville. We've run great at Martinsville the last couple of years and had a great run um, in the spring, running fourth in Texas. We were leading when we blew up um, about halfway through that race. And then Phoenix, we led a lot and ended up third. So I, I feel like they're all really strong for us. Um, it's just a matter of executing. You know, I, I feel like either one of those three races earlier this year, we could have won. Um, you know, we just had a problem at Texas or, you know, just weren't quite fast enough there at the end of those races. So, um, I think those are three really good tracks for us. It's just a matter of executing and 
and doing all that we can in our power to run the race the best that we can and and adapt you know throughout the race and um and do the best but uh yeah the round of uh this next round pretty good tracks for us so hopefully we can rise to the occasion let's go over here in the middle and then to lee uh tyler had 960 the ref you led the most laps today with 35 what do you feel like you did better than everybody else that kept you out front so much uh, nothing i mean it's just th this race and now you know you get you know last year and a couple years prior to that it was a lot easier for the leader to block lanes and control the race you know and um I thought Brad was a Brad and Joey were great examples of being able to control the whole race with being able to air block and things like that. And nowadays, like I talked about earlier, you just can't do that. I mean, you cannot. There's no air bubble to kind of push the leader up front, so you can't play different lanes. You're just trying to push as hard as you can. Um, you know, there's a couple instances we came off pit road first and we were able to just run the bottom and run it pretty decent. Um, I know we led a little bit. I didn't really think about that, but. Um, it wasn't no one dominating this race. You know, I mean, I think you can look back at this whole race and there wasn't a, anyone with a dominantly fast car. You know, it just kind of was all about the help behind you, the runs that you could get, where you took your runs. Um, this this speed race is so tough nowadays with the way the cars are now. Um, you, you don't see any domination anymore, which is probably good for the fans, right? I mean, it's you don't have anybody leading 100 laps of the race. It's all mixing up. I don't know how many green flag passes there were. There are probably a lot. And... Um, you know, yeah, a little bit more wrecks than I'd like to see, but you're just going to have those when people are pushing really hard like they did today. But, um, yeah, it's just circumstantial. I mean, we just found ourselves in the lead a little bit throughout the race, and we're shuffled back to the front. It's just kind of the way things are now. Lee Spencer, the Racing Boys, can you just talk about your range of emotions from Dover and going to the seller of the points and then, you know, coming in here, knowing you have to run well, you spin going on a pit road even though you have yeah. the fastest car, yeah. uh, and then come back tonight after, you know, one one crash after another to win this thing. Yeah, definitely a, a big range of emotions, right? I mean, this is what sports are about. Um, see ya. Bye. Um, that was the weirdest thing I've ever been a part of. Ask questions and left. Didn't want to write it down. Nice question. Uh, no, I mean, it, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to think. Um, no, it just... Uh, you know, from from our trouble yesterday, uh, spinning, coming on to pit road, leading the race, obviously that's something you want to forget, right? I mean, um, you you learn what to do better next time, but you want to forget about that. Um, and then having a night in between is honestly worse. You're kind of, kind of dwelling on it and saying, man, what, why the heck did I do that? That was so dumb. And, um, and then, you know, missing a bunch of wrecks today. Um, you know, I feel like all the other speedway races this year we've gotten collected in someone else's mess you know, and, and none of our doing and a lot of guys had that happen to them today. It's just the way that speedway racing goes. Um, but today we were able we were able to be in a spot to see the wreck happen and miss it, um, which has not been the case this year for us. We've always been just wadded up in it and nowhere to go. Um but yeah, just a wild race, you know, and that comes from people pushing really hard, you know, that literally that's what people got turned from of people pushing very extremely hard in these cars the bumpers don't connect well and the the rear springs are so stiff that it's easy to turn cars to the right. And, um, you know, you saw a lot of that happen today. I think that was pretty much every wreck of cars getting getting kind of sideswiped uh, on the rear bumpers. But um, luckily we were able to make it through those and then capitalize on the opportunities we were given at the end of the race. Okay, let's go to Dustin and then Jerry.
That was Ryan Blaney there, Stephen, in the media center here at Tato Super Speedway, the Ken Patterson Media Center, after he won the 1000Bubs.com 500. Big shout-out to Ryan Blaney there. Stephen, we had some breaking news come out of everything today, but we want to get all that out before we jump off there. We had, uh, uh, oh, gosh, we had Ross Chastain. He is going to drive full-time next year for colleague racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. So, uh, let me hit my breaking news button and let you talk a little bit about that. Stephen Ross Chastain signed a full deal there with College Racing next year to drive that number 11 in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Can you, let, can you let everyone know about how all that went down, or do you have anything that you can let us know? Uh this is just a continuation of, you know, Ross has run for them part-time throughout this year. Um, we went to Victory Lane with them at uh, Daytona. So, um, you know, Ross has uh, focused, you know, been in the Xfinity Series for quite some time, ran for GD Motorsports, um, probably put those cars in the best position um, to finish um, that they probably have had in quite some time. But... Um, you know, this year he's off uh, chasing the uh, NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series uh, win, uh, championship after his uh, five wins so far this year uh, with Nice Motorsports. And, and then colleague has uh, has recognized the fact of, you know, the abilities of, of Ross himself and what he's able to do in the cars. And, He's been able to win already in uh, the Truck Series, like I said, about five times this year. He's won for them at Daytona, so, you know, he's getting an opportunity to be put in uh, quality equipment that compete um, on the top level. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, for him, it's a, it's a way that I think that, you know, he's going to continue getting seat time and, I know there's a lot of speculation after 2020 about possibly some more open seats, and maybe that's something that Ross is chasing uh, an open seat in uh, in the Cup Series somehow. Stephen, we also got a note also before we jump out of here. We also got a note from uh, Nice Motorsports, Jeb Burton. Uh, he's going to jump back in the truck there at Martinsville Speedway. Do you have any information or anything on all that, exactly what the sponsorship is going to be? I know you and I got the note that they're going to send the crew chief information out later and all that. But uh, Nice Motorsports, like you mentioned, we got Ross Chastain, we got Angela Rush, and now we've got Jeff Burton coming in there. This Nice Motorsports bunch there, they must be a – Good stepping stone for your next tier series, Stephen. But just want to see if you have anything that you can throw out there about uh, Jeff Burton there at, uh, getting that truck at Marshall Speedway. Jeb has just been, you know, driving the looks for opportunities that come along his way. And you know, typically he gets on a truck there at Martinsville that's close to his hometown and brings along some sponsors that. You know, it's been with him for quite some time off and on. So, you know, for him, it's just an opportunity to get in a truck close to his hometown and run a race and uh, see where it goes from there. 
Stephen, let everyone know the schedule this weekend there at Kansas Speedway. Uh, going to be a big deal there. We got a night race there Saturday night. Let everyone know what's going on there in the schedule there for the Monster Engine NASCAR Cup Series and uh, Xfinity Series there at Kansas Speedway. Well, everything's going to kick off Friday night. Um, Orca is going to crown their 2019 champion um, there on Friday night at uh, 8.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, or last 150 miles for that race for them. Then on Saturday afternoon, 12.05 p.m. Eastern time, NASCAR Xfinity qualifying, uh, followed up about an hour or so later with Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series qualifying. Xfinity Series racing at 3 o'clock. Um, <clears throat> NBC FM has coverage for that 200 last 300 miles. Then, uh, then on Sunday, Hollywood continuing for 267 last 4.5 miles, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, NBC FM has coverage on that. Hot Series XM, MRM Radio uh, will have coverage there for those uh, listeners to radio or on satellite. Stephen, I want to thank Spencer Boyd there for taking time to come on with us tonight. Uh, he won his first NASCAR Big Tier Series there in NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series Sugar Land two fifty there at Tyler Douglas Super Speedway. And I want to thank you uh, for everything that you do for us. And uh, Stephen, let everybody know where they can follow you out on social media, your Facebook, Twitter, what have you, and your website, speedway.com. You can follow us at Speedway Digest on Twitter, Facebook.com, slash Speedway Digest, and SpeedwayDigest.com. Thanks, brother. And I probably mentioned it more, but I want to mention again, thank you for hosting my website, PitStopRadio.net. You can look that up on the Google deal there. And, Stephen, again, thank you very much for everything that you do for the sport, and I want to thank Miss Suzanne. I don't thank her very much, and I want to let her know thank you very much, Suzanne, for answering the phones. And, again, like I said, I want to thank Spencer Boyd for coming on tonight. And we will talk to you next Tuesday night live from Talladega, Alabama. I'm Tim Spain, alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen. See ya.
Defending NASCAR champ Joey Logano is in. Last year's race winner Chase Elliott is in. Pit crews racing against the clock in. Drivers in the lead, drivers on the bubble, and drivers that come out of nowhere definitely in. Oh, and sports fans who live for the playoffs, they're all in. The Hollywood Casino 400 playoff elimination race at Kansas Speedway, Sunday, October 20th. Tickets at kansasspeedway.com. You in? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.